down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? I'm sadly checking Mike Muscala's stats on the Celtics. <laughs> I, I really, really miss him. Uh, Look at him yeah. shooting 75% from two and 39% from the line on 7.7 attempts. This is exactly what I want to see every single night. He's a good player. He's a helpful player. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's getting this opportunity. I'm, I'm glad. Oh, he, me too. I'm glad he gets to spread his wings a little bit. I didn't know if he'd get to, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't know exactly what mm-hmm. their plans were. He, it felt like he could be any anything from just like what he's doing now to like just like insurance, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's actually making an impact on the Celtics, which yes. is great. It's just great. Um, so today there's so, so there's some news that kind of broke last night. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about this Kings game too, but after the game. Uh, a couple hours after the game, I think, they decided to cut Eugenio Marui, mm-hmm. which was kind of, I mean, kind of surprising to me. Uh, I had, so a little bit of backdrop. There's been uh, teams inquiring about Dario Saric. Like, teams are kicking the tires on Saric. Like, hey, can we get this guy to ask for a buyout? Can we get this guy on our team basically uh mm-hmm. playoff teams teams that want to be in the playoffs have been uh trying to get dario and talking to his representation and you know seeing what they can do and so i uh, i mean they have to be bought out by march 1st in order to qualify for the playoffs so you just kind of you know there's a chance something like that happens not to, not to say like the door is like slammed shut on that but it seems like it is at this point um with what they did because i think i think the the goal here with lindy and with eugene is to give like reward them like they've mm-hmm. both done they've both probably done everything asked of them within the thunder program mm-hmm. and have had success on the court and off the court and have both really pushed themselves and you know the thunder are not only sending a message to them, like, hey, we value, you're valued. We appreciate your contributions. You've done a great job. You've done exactly what we've wanted. You have, you know, you've achieved what we've asked you to achieve. Here's your reward. But it's also a signal to every other agent and player looking for a two-way spot that says, hey, you know what? Not only do we like to use our two-way guys and play them, but if you do what's, what you're supposed to do, you'll get rewarded, even if that yeah. means that you're not going to be like a long-term piece of the future. And there's obviously been guys like Lou Dort was a two-way, Aaron Wiggins was a two-way. There's guys that will will be part of what the Thunder are doing moving forward as two-ways. But even if not, it's a signal to the NBA as a whole and to the NBA community that like, hey, the Thunder <clears throat> reward their two-way guys. Yeah, And so to me, that's like, the biggest part of this is like, hey, Lindy, we're going to reward you. But hey, look at how the Thunder utilize their two-way spots. If I'm an agent, I'm like, hey, my guy's good. Get get him there because yeah. he's going to make some money and he's going to make me some money. Like it's it's just to me, it's like overall like a ton of positivity uh, all around for the organization for Lindy. Um, it's to me, it's it's a win-win situation. Sure. I completely agree. And the agent slash, uh, I mean, two ways of the future. Part of it is extremely important. Like 
getting the final part of the game. I don't know how if it is prorated, uh, how like how much money they get in the in the end. But it's good money, I would guess. Uh, it's probably like it's, an, an extra like couple hundred thousand dollars for guys that like. Yeah, frankly, just wouldn't have that. It's like somebody just like writing you, a, a, just like gifting you like a quarter of a million dollars. You know. Yeah, that that that, that helps. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not life changing money, but it's something that if you're smart, uh, will help you in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can go to, I don't know, play for another team, uh, still be in the G League some somewhere, or just try the Europe card. Uh, or China or whatever, and it's um, it's better to have that resume that that he had an NBA full NBA contract, a standard NBA contract. Yep. And again, this will uh, this will make an impact on future players that are maybe not early in the second round, but but places like that to just be hopeful that OKC has a, a two way spot for them, and they will have one open. Um, maybe they will. Uh, they will just fill another one um, in the in the coming days. I think that uh, Olivier Sarr is the only one who has a two-way right now. Yep. So we'll see. And for the future, who knows? I mean, you you don't get always a guy like Lou Dort, but you may get a guy like him in the future. Yeah. And having this uh, name out there that you are a team that takes second-round picks and two-ways very carefully and try to give them... Um, good deals and real option to to showcase themselves because eugene had a lot of play time for a two-way on a team that is stuck uh with talent and so is so has lindy so mm-hmm. it's not just the money but it's the real exposure that they get they don't get like mop up duties they get yeah. real minutes mm-hmm. yeah and the the lindy waters story like i'm a sucker for like a good story mm-hmm. and the story is just incredible a guy who Grew up in Norman, played with Trey Young, ended up going to Oklahoma State, played there, and I was still watching a lot of Oklahoma State hoops then. Like I, I liked Lindy. I just didn't think there was any way he was ever going to be an NBA guy, uh, which is fine. Uh, he kept working, went and played for the team in Enid, then got a chance with the Blue, fought his way to a two-way spot, and now like has a standard contract. Like It is a legitimately very cool story. I mean, he's played at every single possible level in the state of Oklahoma, which is just, like, funny. Like, he's legitimately the only player in the history of Oklahoma basketball to play at every single level like this. It doesn't seem right. I mean, Church League of Michael Cage is not... Probably no, didn't no, play there, get so that out of we here. need to get that out of here. Yeah, maybe I'm, in the I'm future. sure that he has played church league. I'm sure, like some, I'm sure he played some kind of church league. Okay, I mean, then it counts. He probably played some rec league stuff. I mean, he probably played like YMCA rec league all the way up into the NBA. You know, like literally touching every single point that you could, from high school to college to like the, like the semi pro to the G League to the pro team. I, it's just so cool. That's just such a cool thing for me. Like, I, I honestly, it gives me goosebumps just to think about what he's accomplished, and um, it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. You can go check out. Uh, Royce Young did a video with him, just kind of detailing his career last year. Uh, I think it's up on the Thunder's uh, YouTube page, but like, it's it's worth going to watch again. And just the fact that he ended up here, I think, is just really cool. Uh, what it means for his future with the team, I would guess that his future with the team is not going to look all that much different than Eugene's. Not to mm-hmm. say that they're going to cut him after two weeks, but he may only last this season because they need a roster spot. Now, is there a chance that he makes it to next year? Yes. He's got a two-year deal. Dario is probably not coming back next year, I would mm-hmm. guess. And so you can fill that spot with whoever you pick in the draft, and you have a chance to keep Lindy on a cheap contract, and Lindy has a chance to earn like then some significant dollars if that contract is guaranteed for next year, yeah. where he can make about $2 million next year, which would be huge. So there's tons, of, is, tons of incentives. Nice money. Yeah. Nice money some, to have. Yeah, that, that could be some life-changing money for him, where yeah. – 
and you know what? Like, who doesn't need like a six six lights out shooter? Now he's got to be lights out. He's got to be Isaiah Joe in yeah. order like to really really make it. But I think he's got a shot to stick around for next year. And I can I say something stupid? Always. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm always saying. <laughs> Stupid stuff. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a good way uh, to start our Monday conversation. But anyway, um, my point is, if you have to pick today and you have already three, four guys that are playing for a similar spot, like you have Jeng, you have Poco, you have JRE, and yeah. you have um, J-Will. Mm-hmm. They can probably all play the four. Mm-hmm. Someone can also play the five. Mm-hmm. And you have Chetongren. Uh, that is maybe possibly playing next season if everything goes well, and I don't want to say anything more about it. Um, and then you have a, you have a quite a bit of wings, guards, but there is playing time to be had there because nobody is perfect. You have Lou Dort, who is uh, an incredible one-on-one defender mm-hmm. um, that has, I would say, questions offensively. Mm-hmm. There is Josh Giddy, who sometimes seems incredible and sometimes, like last night, seems a traffic cone defensively, which yeah, was clearly apparent. Yeah, um, then you have Isaiah Joe, who seems very, very interesting and not as bad defensively and offensively. Is, um, my po- point Point is, like, are we ready to say that a 6'6 guard who can shoot the basketball at a above league average level is surely worse than a guy like Jerry. I know that we have seen moments of Jerry being a very useful NBA player, Mm -hmm. but for this team, are we sure that punting on a guy like Waters is surely better than not punting again, that punting again on a guy like, um, like Jerry? I don't know. Probably I would lean Jerry today because he has shown to be a versatile, good enough defender, smart player mm-hmm. but lindy's playing time has been not enough to, to to have a full picture and when he played he, the, the results are not not really bad are actually very good yeah so i don't think it's I don't, I don't think it's a stupid comment i think that that is something that we need to be aware of for everybody on this team not named shay j-dub giddy chet i think like everybody else is like you know what figure it out <laughs> like just because you were taken in the draft that doesn't mean that yeah. you're for sure getting a spot i mean you look at the on-offs i mean they're it's a small sample with lindy but he has the same like positive point differential that mike muscala did mm-hmm. and it's not that many minutes but still like the the lessons are clear the lessons are very clear with this season so far. It's you put shooting around guys like Shea, and you're going to have positive results. Mm-hmm. You put shaky shooting next to them. Like you look at the the top three, Lindy, Mike, Isaiah, Joe. You look at the bottom three, Giddy, Jang, Poku. Shaky shooting at the bottom, great shooting at the top. Now, it's not that simple. That's that's probably just it's, – it's way too simplified because – these numbers are tied to a lot of different things. It's not tied to just shooting, and it's not tied to just Shea in the way that they play with him. But, again, it's not rocket science that shooting around the, one of the best drivers in the game is going to help. Yeah. And so, to me, keeping a guy like Lindy around instead of Eugene, because that's basically what they did. They yes. probably sat down and said, hey, listen, we actually want to give both of these guys another deal but in order for us to be able to keep actually keep Lindy we have to give Eugene the deal first and then we can let him go after two weeks and then we'll bring Lindy in and then we can keep him around yeah I didn't really have that on my radar to be honest I really thought like huh and I think I probably even said it on the show like uh, I probably would have rather kept Lindy and like now what does this mean for Lindy's future and like they probably knew all along that this was going to happen. Um, or, or maybe they thought there was a potential for Dario to get bought out. And then they, that's another way to keep both of them. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure what the thought process was there, but they probably knew that this was a possibility when they signed Eugene and like keeping Lindy. I mean, you just look at the offensive numbers. It's like, yeah, like why, why wouldn't you? I mean, they're a plus 10.9 per 100 possessions whenever he's out there. Like that's, I, I don't think it's coincidental that like a shooter that, you know, that you have to care about that's out. I mean, it, it definitely matters when I mean, we're seeing it with Isaiah Joe. I don't know if Lindy can get to that level, but I mean, why not try? And especially for a homegrown guy like this, again, I'm a sucker for a story. And I think a lot of sports fans are like, why not? I think it's a great deal. I think it's really fun. Um, let's talk about Isaiah Joe yep. because in the absence of Shay, there's been a player that stepped up. And a player that I am, I'm all. I think I'm ready to say it. I think I'm ready to call it. I think that this the race might be over, even if it all ended today somehow. That Isaiah Joe's the best free agent ever picked up by the Oklahoma City Thunder off of the scrap heap. That there's yay. I don't think there's anybody better than this guy. Like he's he's legitimate. He is somebody that the Thunder have been looking for a guy like this since their existence. I think they hope that Daquan Cook could be, you know, for example, a guy that's like this good. I think that Anthony Morrow just didn't have as much juice off the bounce or a guy that like he Isaiah Joe's not like he's Mobility. got like a, Yeah, I was like, gonna say a lot of wiggle. Like he's got way more wiggle mm-hmm. than than uh Anthony Morrow ever did. And there's just something special about Isaiah Joe, man. There there just is. I I it's it's very uh it's just exciting to watch and he's he's one of the reasons where like if this thunder season goes sideways from here there are so so many reasons to like be positive about what happened even if things just go completely wrong from here on out and like Isaiah Joe is one of the huge reasons why yeah yeah i think that the um, the interesting part here it's not just the shooting percentage which which is great. I mean, oh, it's 46, great. 46, 45.8, I don't know, something like that. 45.3 as of today. 45. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, it's two things, and we probably already discussed it, or we mentioned it everywhere in our podcast. It's starting to be not just catch and shoots, mm-hmm. um, which, which is important. I mean, last night he was taking guys off the dribble. He was doing sidestep, step back, uh, relocation. All these things are stuff that OKC has been searched for uh, for ages, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Amo was a very, very good catch-and-shoot shooter who had also a few moves like dribble and then move to the right or to the left. But those were, if you had like an athletic guy running towards him, it was enough. And defensively, Moro was... A tragedy like yep. it's not his fault it's just that he didn't have hips mobility he really struggled on um, to defend a screen uh here and there so mm-hmm. it's something where i say joe is not excellent he is not um a guy that you would put on the number one option on the other team but it's someone that as of today i mean I, i'm trying to pay more attention on how the, the opponent offense is treating Isaiah Joe and to me the answer today is like a normal defender yeah like it's not that they are asking for screens and and like screening for him to to get on on their ball handler they are not doing that and when they do he's capable enough to be at least in front of the guy which which it's it's incredible like you have a lights out shooter that 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 is clearly showing you that he has more in terms of offense and defensively he works he takes charges he is very very disciplined in knowing what to do where to be like come on he is ready for a starting job permanent starting job permanent starting okay get ready for this so you mentioned that he he takes charges so Mm -hmm. the thunder are just like a charge taking machine out here like they just they love it Kendrick Williams leads the NBA in charges total charges drawn 25 is the total for him uh, that's the most of the NBA Jalen Williams Jay will 
20 charges drawn. That's third in the NBA. Jay will take a charge. Jay will take a charge. That's right. Uh, Jalen Brunson is second, by the way. He has 23. And then you go down the list a little bit, and you hit 11. That's how many Isaiah Joe has. Here are the other players that also have 11 total charges this year. Alex Caruso, Derek White, and Kyle Lowry. That's insane. So, yeah. This is what I'm saying, Andrew. He's ready. One more than Draymond <laughs> Green. Wow. Two more and, than Jay Sean Chargers, Tate. Yeah, Chargers are not... Um, how can I say? You cannot say, okay, 11 Chargers means he's as good as a defender as Derek White or Kyle Lowry. Um, but it's part of it. Yeah. It's part of the deal. And and again, he is very, very focused on defense. Um, so I'm exaggerating a little bit on the he should start uh, kind of thing. Um, but you can't deny that when he's on the court, the offense just looks better mm -hmm. and i really want to see guys like jade up having more time with him um yeah so yeah yeah there's no doubt uh meek leak says gun to your head you can only keep one trey man or isaiah joe first of all like how has this escalated so much to where there's a gun to my head like this is this is unnecessary. Like this is yeah. I can answer without the gun. Yeah, I don't no answer anyway. Yeah, I don't need I don't need guns pointed at my head when it comes to this. I'm listen. Whatever we have to do to get the gun away from me, that's great. Um, it's Isaiah Joe. I mean, it's just like there's just no question. Like he's proven himself useful. Trey has way more skill with the ball in his hands, but my goodness. I, you can ask my kids last night. I was So I stayed home from the game last night because there were some really big storms coming into Oklahoma City last mm -hmm. night. Um, I don't know. I just want would rather be here with my family. Um, and we're sitting there watching the game together, and I'm just, like, yelling at the TV about Trey because, like, what is he doing? Like, there, he has so many, like, windows of opportunity to create something for himself or to take a shot – and he is just like passing the ball off where he's like dribbling out, like out of situations, like almost like avoiding situations where he's going to shoot. And it was just like, what, what happened? Like, what is going on here? And, the, and he's had good games. Like I think his game against Phoenix was fine. Like he played better. He had some moments where he looked like Trey man again, but there's like mentally, there's like some kind of barrier there with him. That if he were able to cross over it, like I, I think legitimately he would, I would take him over Isaiah Joe. But he hadn't. Like there's a there's a clear problem there with Trey. That sometimes like the mental stuff is the hardest stuff to get over, and like that's just like a a statement for life. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. just like period the end. That's a statement for life. But I feel I almost feel like bad for him watching him play because it's like man Trey, like you've got like this skill. Like he's probably like one of the top five players in creating space on a step back in the NBA. And he's and like, nearly not using it. He's not like he's not even using it. And it's just like what is I just don't I can't put my finger on it. I can't really figure out what's going on. And I and I feel bad, legitimately feel bad for him. Um but Isaiah Joe is taking advantage of the situation in front of him and that he is shooting well. He's playing. He just feels well, like he's playing. He's shooting well. <laughs> Come on, he's exceptionally exceptional. Well. Exceptional. He he's playing defense. He's yeah. getting into the game. And boy, the Thunder have just a ridiculous contract with him moving forward. I mean, it's, it's four years. It's outrageous what they have in him. It's two more years after this. But they have, right. a they have a team option in 24-25 on him for $2.1 I mean, that is going to be below league minimum that year, by the way. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's I mean, he signed a three-year, $6 million contract on October 16th, 2022. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an outrageous deal. He's been so good for this team. 
And it's it's like the perfect situation for him because he found he found a situation where he can grow into his role and like grow alongside. Like he fits the timeline and I, and sometimes like we probably talk too much about timeline. We're like mm-hmm. like whatever. Like sometimes timeline is just kind of like whatever. But with this team and the way they want to to play and the way they want to grow, like he just kind of fits right in and can slide right into that space. So it's been it's been perfect, a perfect situation for both he and the Thunder. Um, quick question. Mm-hmm. Suppose that, and I don't know that for a fact because I, it's been a while since I really dove into uh, CBA rules, but can you extend him? Yeah, but, it, but unless they change, so he, he will be extension eligible, but like it's only a certain 120%. Percentage. So like... Yeah, he won't get an extension. Uh, no, you you can't do an extension like the Dort one, right? Where you can negotiate. Um, you have like some some way of um, putting him in a restricted situation. It's it's not the oh. Inky Inky special. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't know. That's probably a John Ham question. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's probably not the case. But suppose that you can. Uh, who cares if you if you can't uh, for real? Um, and you can agree to an extension this summer. What is the amount that you think both parts parts should be amenable to? How much? Mm-hmm. I mean, I one I'd I'd like to see it for another year. Yeah, you will. Um, probably something about what Dort's getting. Okay. Don't you think? I mean, no, I think he, it's it's okay if he's this good. Then mm-hmm. like that with the new CBA, with the new TV deal is going to, I mean, it's going to be a good deal. Um, yeah. But his teammates love him. You can tell that they love playing with him. And in the absence of Shea, he is not shy whatsoever. And like Nice. Once, really nice. Thank you. He wants to grow. And he wants yeah. to get better. And you can see him expanding his game. And this is, I mean, Sam Pressy even talked about this. I think this was before the, the chat draft. He just talked about how, listen, if you're not working hard and if you're not improving, you will get left behind. Yep. And there are guys on this team. I mean, think about the way we were talking about Trey before the season. Oh, yeah. He would not have been a guy that I would have envisioned getting left behind. But there are guys that will get left behind. Some of it won't even be their fault. Like Poku could get left behind just because he got hurt and broke his leg. And guys like Jay Will have had a chance to progress. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that Poku's for sure getting left behind. I'm just saying that sometimes it's a possibility. Sometimes that will happen. You know, Usman Jang is gonna have to he's gonna get more time. I'm not saying like Us is like on the clock here. Like he's got some time. But he has to improve. Like he can't, he can't be on the Poku track where it's like you know what, we go from a guy that can like barely play, you give him two years, and then like he can finally show something. Like I'm not sure that there's really time for something like that. Mm-hmm. Be- just not not because the Thunder don't have time for it, but because they're bringing in a lot of guys, and guys that are good, and guys that were not expected to be good. Like you can even go back as far as saying like Kenrich Williams was not expected to be good. Oh yeah, you know you can, you surely can. He was a throwing. Yeah, Lou Dort was not expected to be good. Aaron Wiggins was not necessarily expected to be as good as he is, and Isaiah Joe was not even part of the equation until mid October. And so you yeah. just don't know in what manner you could get left behind in this way. Like these, like just because you were selected in the first round, doesn't mean anything. And I and I like that the Thunder. And Mark Degnault in particular are giving these chances to everybody and just saying, like, hey, listen, we're wiping the slate clean. We don't care where you were picked or what you're doing. Like, go get it. And yeah. a guy like Isaiah Joe has done that. And so I'm very interested to see how this works out. Now, one thing that these guys do have in their favor, like Poku and Jang and all these guys that they're only going to br- basically going to bring in one guy for next year. It would be my prediction. 
And some things around the fringes could happen, like Lindy could get let go and they bring in somebody else or who knows. But I'm talking about... Make a move, man, for for just a guy that they will not confirm. Yeah, Yeah, they could move Trey. Like, little things on the fringes could happen here or there. But I would say for guys like Poku and for Jang... And even for Jay Will and guys like that, and Jeremiah, you mean you mentioned Jeremiah earlier? Like, there's no guarantee that Jeremiah Robinson Earl is going to be mm-hmm. a part of the Thunder's future moving forward. Now, they're not going to be bringing in a ton of guys, and so they're going to all have a chance next year to like figure this out and to like fight for their minutes. And I think next year, we'll like things are going. Going to continue to look a little different as these years go along. I think this year has looked a lot different than last year in the way that they kind of let the guys play. Mm-hmm. And I think next year will look a little bit different than this year. Uh, I, I think probably sim- more similar to this year, um, but still, like, a, I, th- I feel like you, you're going to be able to see a little bit more clearly, like, oh, okay. Like, here's what J Dub is. There's the track that he's looking like he's on. And here, here's how they play. Lou Dort with Giddy, Shea, and Chet, and J-Dub. You know, like you're you're just going to be able to see it more clearly. Meaning they will not play him? Is that <laughs> that is the way? Why? Why? Why do you say that? I mean, we will we will make um, comments on the Sacramento game. And, I mean, I went out of my way to say that Lou Dort was on the right track, mm-hmm. that De'Aaron Fox is the exact kind of guy that he will excel against. And wah, wah, wah. by the way, I'm looking. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just staring um, at the shot chart of Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. He's shooting a beautiful 58 percent from the left corner. Yeah, like 58, 47 from the left wing. That's that's amazing. It's good. Um, it's good. 47 percent on catch and shoot opportunities. Like. Nice. Just nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, 55% overall from the corners. He doesn't yeah. take a ton of corner threes. Um, but, like, the guys but that hey. take the most corner threes, you know, you know what's weird? This doesn't mm. feel like it quite matches the, the, the eye test. Um, Aaron Wiggins shoots the most corner threes. It's over half of his shots. Do you know mm-hmm. what he's shooting on corner threes? No. 37. 30%. Yeah, we already discussed that. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, now I remember. Still weird to me. Like, you look at everybody, like, Kenrich is 41%. Jeremiah is only 32%. That's not great. Poku is 38%. Dort's 43%. Lindy's 50%. Jay Will. Any predictions for Jay Will? Any any guesses? I guess he shot five corner trees and probably three <laughs> yeah he's like 56 percent mm-hmm. from the corners yeah he doesn't take many corner threes either he's above the break a lot which is where a lot of bigs will will trail but yeah isaiah joe's 55 percent giddy's 40 percent he didn't take many either um too bad he's he's taking a lot of bad trees as of late yeah i, I thought giddy i thought giddy last night while there were there were a lot of traffic cones in Oklahoma City last night. <laughs> Let's be clear, uh, yeah. Giddy was one of them. But I thought Giddy offensively played about a best game offensively that he's had in a while. You didn't think so? Uh, yeah, he took, he took there were some anti anti climatic possessions for Giddy. Yeah, but overall, yes, overall it was okay. I just want him to be back at the guy who takes threes and makes some yeah. of them. Yeah. No, I hear you. Giddy's a work in progress. Giddy's, we just have to remind ourselves how young Giddy is sometimes. Yeah. No, no, I remember that. I'm not bad at Giddy. I'm not ready to say, oh, Giddy doesn't work. Um, but and, and to be honest, he was better in terms of plus minus than, than a guy like J-Dub who... Mm-hmm. I'm really struggling to see why lineups with J-Dub are negative. He seems always very, very good. There was a moment in the game who I clearly thought he was out for too much time. Um, And, I mean, 
the fact that uh, it's impressing me the most about JDub is the fact that he is getting better and better at guarding like one position up, which is something that I think in the best version of the Thunder will happen quite a lot. Um, so I, I really wonder um, how much we will see next, as early as next season uh, from JDub in terms of defense. And offensively, I just want to see him more uh, in terms of being aggressive, yeah. taking shots. I think that he has to take way more trees than the one that he's taking right now. He's leaving a lot Even if he the misses table. them, who cares? Just yeah. just take them. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a really smart player, and he likes to pick his spots, and sometimes he's a little bit more timid than he needs to be, for sure. Come on, Meek League. He hit one last night. <laughs> Yeah, what did he? Yeah, what did he say? Where is it at? Giddy has uh, been pretty poor recently. No, it was. Uh, sorry, it was not Meekly. It was Yoni. I don't think Giddy has hit a tree this entire month. Yes, he did literally yesterday, but but not many. Um, He's six of not, twenty-seven for the month, which is a fat what eighteen percent? Twenty-two point two percent. This is his worst okay. three-point shooting month so far. Um. He was 23% in November. Mm -hmm. Hey, so. maybe it's a cycle. So we will get back to 36, back to 40, and then it's October again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking, uh, Yanni, I'm looking at shooting splits on uh, basketball reference. That's where I'm finding the stat. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not worried. This was, this was how it was going to go with Josh. Mm -hmm. You don't go from a player that's like a bad shooter and then like after like two weeks of the season where he was actually pretty terrible he became a really good shooter like you just don't arrive on that track and just like the train just keeps on chugging down the road like you it's gonna be up and down it's gonna go all around i mean that's what he's going to have to truly establish himself as a shooter and it's going to take time and that's okay it's perfectly fine he's 20 years old yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of time. I mean, he's younger than a lot of the guys that were just that were drafted that are rookies right now. And so he it's going to take him some time to figure it out. And yeah. and but also he needs to figure it out. Yes, we have to see it. I was about to say we have to see it. Um but if you look at the future, like um things are so interesting for OKC. It's almost like next season they will have two and a half first round picks because i mean ooze is basically being um i'm searching for a term where you take a draft pick and then you put it on in europe how, how draft was the stash draft and stash yeah there you go um they basically draft and stash them to the G League like they did with Eustace. Not that this is a precedent that you necessarily want to use as an example, but um, he will have more opportunities next season. Um, yeah. You have Chet, and you have the next first-round pick that they mm -hmm. will take. Um, Jeng is the half first-round pick in this uh, calculus because you kind of see him for a bit, but not too much. Yeah. So it's very interesting. There is um, minutes to be had, um, and I think that you're right next season it will be a little bit more it, it will be different yeah it will and i'm sure that the leeway will be a little bit different uh from this season yeah let's uh we'll let's take a quick break and then let's let's talk about where the thunder are with their draft positioning we've watched a bunch of these guys and so uh, i kind of want to talk through you know if if things don't do go awry like what reasons you have to be excited so we'll talk about that right after this quick break this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. 
Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. Uh, McKellay, uh, the Thunders, this is the Thunders' first three-game losing streaks in, I think, since December. Mm-hmm. And with that, they are now down to eighth. Or, if you'd like to say it this way, up to eighth in the reverse standings. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting options in that range. There uh, is only one option, Andrew. I mean, Just one. I know. Anthony Black this should be our only option there. No, that's no no there is only one option yeah. that will make this podcast an absolute oh. listen must listen oh my goodness. Uh, especially the fry pod um it will to be bring back the mute button exactly you will have to to bring it back um you have to to do to do to get the the bleep sound uh here and there but grady dick is the only option if we have a top 10 pick I'm, I mean, you don't necessarily want to create a copycat of Isaiah Joe again. Um, but if you get a, if you can get a taller version of Isaiah Joe in this on this team, here's, takes, here's also the thing: having more than one guy that can shoot, it's okay. It's more than okay, especially if you get two very good shooters on the move, guys that by screening, by relocating, um, can create havoc uh, on the other on the other team. We've seen it firsthand with Sacramento. Sacramento has a very good um, guard that can push the pace, especially when there is a guy that is not really interested in defending him. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, I had to. Uh, and uh, no, it's 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 a little bit too harsh. And you have a center that knows how to play ball. Yeah. Sacramento was creating open shot after open shot after open shot. And it's because of guys like Kevin Herter that can move around take a shot. And I think that Grady Dick can be a better version of Kevin Herter um, because he's taller. He has better defensive instincts and the same pure, smooth jump shot. Maybe he's a little bit less of a playmaker. Um, Kevin Herter was a guy who could run an offense at Maryland. Was he at Maryland? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, So I really like him. I, I really, really like to add another shooter or a guy that uh, can really play with force. Mm-hmm. Um, neither is... Great that can pass, though. Like, I don't think like the Herder comparison is like a bad one. No, but he, but he was a better... He, he was playing on ball quite a lot. Great Dick is not as much. He can play in transition uh, on ball, but he's not like a full-time ball handler. Herder was almost a full-time blender. Sure. Yeah. And honestly, like, I'd rather have the guy with the skill set that doesn't have, that is, like, not on the ball. Like, that's what they, that's not what they need. Like, they need somebody yeah. that can run around and can redirect the, the defense and bend the defense in a way that currently, like, Isaiah Joe does it some, but I think that a guy a like... more than some. I think he, great... He, he, I think Grady Dick would bend the defense more, though. I think he had the, would have the opportunity to bend it a little bit more. Why? I think I think the height is like a legitimate thing, and I think that he just I just like the way he moves off ball a little bit more than mm-hmm. Joe does. Um, then we agree. It's the only option. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I I really don't have um, in my head a way uh, to put Anthony Black in this unit and say okay this will work this will work fine sure. no no yeah. more ball enders no more we already have too many there's no, I, I don't think, think the, i don't think you can have too many i, I think that's a misnomer oh I, I clearly can uh i mean i i really think so there was a comment i don't remember from whom um about the fact that the um let me state a phrase that, that makes sense the fact that j dub is getting on ball more and the fact that Trey Mann plays a lot with Giddy and or J-Dub mm-hmm. is the reason why Trey Mann is not creating as much with the ball in sense. 
I so, just disagree. I just I'm, okay. I'm watching and I just disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. I think I think that there's a there's been a shift in mindset. I just think that that is just not. I don't I don't believe that's the case. Okay. I, I have I watched last night and saw three or four opportunities for him that he himself turned down. Possibly, I, I not just not even I possibly. Just I watched it happen, right? No, right. I, I I agree. I agree. Okay, let's say it's true. It doesn't mean let's take away the man, um, thing. Yeah, I really think that you have a certain threshold where you can have many ball handers if they are able to play really well off ball, mm-hmm. and you already have um, a shaky one in Josh Giddy, you have a non-natural one in Shea Gilgis Alexander who can work off ball but is not going to do it sure um or to do it to a lesser degree yes he will take spot up trees but it's not really what he likes to do and it's well, he doesn't take a lot mostly, of this year you know yeah, he, he's gonna have to adjust you have Chad who's a guy that wants the ball and yeah. can probably so you already have four ball enders yeah you don't you you clearly don't need five while you really need the undershooter. Yeah, I I'm you not really, saying I really disagree with one. you, but I I, th- I just wouldn't be surprised to see them take another ball handler. I just wouldn't be surprised. Hey, you said it yourself. Gray Dick is also a ball handler. I so. I think he can do it. I think he can do it. I I think he great really- then great then like <laughs> just just package five of your of your picks and 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 get a dick. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's take a look at the board. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna send the lottery here, and let's see where we end up. And we'll talk about who we would take. If it's just Grady Dick, then we can just we can just move on to our next one. Um, here we go, simming the lottery, and the Thunder. Oh my gosh, the Thunder have. Okay, this is very interesting. The Thunder have ended up at number two. In my first simulation of the lottery. Oh, okay. So, so now what, Michele? So now, no, now no, what we, is the now question? we scoot? Now we scoot, scoot. Oh yeah. What, yeah. What else can you do? You, you like, ready to add another ball handler to the team now, Michele? It, oh yeah. If it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of a ball handler, I mean, I, I have my starting unit ready. Um, that's that's scoot with scoot and. Um, and we will figure out later. I mean, yeah, there there is a certain like talent threshold where even if it doesn't fit, you you really don't care. If you like, for me, like if you can get a guy like Scoot mm-hmm. and he, you think that your coaching staff is willing to to make things work, which I think he, they probably are, without a doubt. You will sacrifice guy like, I mean, okay. Let let me. You can sacrifice both Giddy and Jade up if you think that Chet is a that uh, Sco, sorry that Scoot is a, a yeah a possible. If, if you think your trio could be Scoot, Shay, and Chet, then it's yeah. Like, and you figure out everything else later. Yeah. And I think that Jade up works to perfection. I was going to say Jade up is fine. Giddy Giddy would be the one in question at that point. But also. If he can learn to just hit a spot up three and just be like your ultimate connector and play the four, like then you really don't have the pro. You really don't even have a problem. You have a Dort problem. It is a problem that I it's I not, would uh, welcome if you have Scoot. He would come off the bench. I don't. You're just such a hater. You're just such. A I am. Hater. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, but you you really want to allocate eighteen minutes on a guy that will play probably twenty minutes. It's it's gonna be more like it's gonna look more like ten after the new. It will always be eighteen. I know it will be, but the percentage of the cap will look more like ten has traditionally, and that's okay. Okay, and that's okay. It's mostly a thing that you can solve. This is as much as I can. Having I, having I having a point of attack defender like him. Just, just on your roster a somewhere. Point that's of that is. Defender? He, you know he can do it. I know last. There I were know de- that there were definitely points last night where it was like, oh my gosh, like it. It looked like he was more trying to like swat a fly that was in front of De'Aaron Fox than like actually defend him. But like 
I don't know. I Why? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't it weird? I want consistency in my life. And also while watching basketball games. I want consistency. I, and Dort has to give me defensive consistency every single night. Yeah. I don't care if he has. I mean, I care, but not as to this degree that he has on-off nights. Yeah. Offensively. Yeah. I can get by that. Uh, especially in terms of results. In terms of choices, a little bit less, but still okay. Defensively, no. No, you just can't. 82 games is a lot, McKellie. 82 games is sure. a lot. Also 18 millions. Yeah. 16. I, I just... I'm I'm well, holding him as to the highest standard when we defensively. Get to, but when, when we get... When the Thunder get back to the playoffs, he's just somebody that I just... I trust. Okay. To, to just go all out, even if it's off the bench. Anyways, okay, that's that's spin number one. Let's do like three spins here, and we can talk about, and maybe we can talk about three different prospects. Um, can we also say that we will not talk about Brendan Miller? Yeah, let, let's address that real quick because he's popping up here in the chat some. Uh, the Thunder are not going to draft Brandon Miller, even if they're at three or four. That's just not going to happen. So just you can put that to rest. Um, just look. I mean, you can look up and down the team now and like tell that like the quality of person really matters and you know the kind of stuff that Brandon Miller's been involved in uh not great the the padding down thing before the game is just like all right no way man and is he the perfect kind of basketball player yeah he'd be amazing but if you don't have the the personality and the if you're not the right kind of person, you're not going to put on a Thunder uniform. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yep. And so, like, you can go yep. ahead and write him off. Like, I, I would go ahead and, like, tattoo a Rockets emblem on the guy. Because I just don't know, like, what other team is going to be willing to take that risk on him. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I, I would not even think of... I mean, it's it's really hard. Um, to see yeah. what other teams will do. Um, yeah, I mean, teams, certain teams like to take to take risks. Others try to push on some characteristic that players need to have mm. mentally, physically, psychologically. Um, yeah. And, and they, they, I don't know. There are many things, and mm -hmm. I really think that uh, Brandon Miller is. Someone that uh, me and Andrew really loved in terms of offensive fit. We just we just gushed about him Great so many times. Great player, high um, offensive but, ceiling. Like I think he's got some defensive. Yeah, that, that shooting pass. is amazing. Yeah, but the there shooting. are stuff where you can say, okay, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is so we will not pick him. Yeah. Um, tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do another spin real quick. And the Thunder have ended up at nine. So Grady, Grady, Dick Dick. Is, Grady Dick is gone. He's been selected by the Magic at eight, according to Tankathon. Oh no! So now what do we do? This is this is what I I was. I'm kind of glad this happened because this is what I wanted. I'm so, trading up. You can't trade up, uh, Orlando. Come on, I no. can. I have so many assets. The Pacers say no. The Magic say no. Everybody says oh, no. Oh, the Magic will say yes, depending on what you give them. No, they're they're who, who they are picking. Nick Smith and Grady Dick. They're, oh, come on, they're sold. <laughs> Nick they're sold. Smith. They are sold, sold. Okay, so now the players that are available: Keontae George out of Baylor, who I'm a fan of. Casein uh, Wallace out of Kentucky, small defensive guard. Like I'm just kind of out on that. Like I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, Cam Whitmore is available out of Villanova, mm. who's not a Thunder guy. Uh, Bryce Sunsaba, also not a Thunder guy. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Jet Howard, also maybe a little bit more of a Thunder guy, but not really. No, um, you know who, I, who I'm picking if... My guy, Anthony Black. And no. And... Uh, Definitely not. Ryan Rupert. Ruper. Ryan Rupert. Ruper. This is exactly, exactly who the Thunder year old. Yeah. would pick him. Yeah, he feels like he already wears a Thunder jersey. He's French. He plays for yeah. the New Zealand team. We're gonna talk. So we're gonna talk more about him. 
on I don't I don't actually don't want to spill all the beans on this guy yeah. right now because we're going to talk about him on uh, the Dream Team Draft Show. If you want to listen to that, we're going to record it tomorrow and should have it out tomorrow afternoon. Go to patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team and you can listen to that show tomorrow. And you can or listen. on Spotify. Oh, you can listen on Spotify too. Search for it on Spotify and you can subscribe there too. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, yeah, I think he's interesting. And I would, I like Anthony Black. Uh, apologies to everybody for that i just can't get over the the passer that he is and the the defender that he is and i just really like his hair as well and he's six foot seven and he can just like fill a lot of different roles um so i i I would take anthony black at that spot if it were me um and then just try to figure it out so uh all right let's give one more spin let's see so they're at eight it's funny because like the way that this like shifts, like they have Jairus Walker available at eight. How do you feel about Jairus Walker at eight? Is is Dick available? He is. Torn here. Yeah. I need to see more of Jairus. Um I understand the allure. Yeah. Six eight power forward, a guy like it's like tough as nails. He's yeah. Pretty big he, dude. Yeah, he he defends quite well. Defends um, well, can shoot it a little bit. Um, he can shoot it a little bit. I'm not trusting the shot as of yet. To me, like it's just, hey, come on, you know, you know what works. You really know what works. Do you need to strike goal in this draft? Yeah, you can, but if you have a very good pick, in this case, I would just. To me, it's just playing it, not safe, but playing for something that I know I can just put in my roster and you will shine. Yeah. It's just, hey, look at that jewel. If I take that stone, I know that it will look great on you. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if you take this other one and you... And you th- okay, but I know that that works. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Um, it's it's a very close to a 50-50 call. To some degree, a guy that can just slam his body onto Domas, a guy like Domas would mm-hmm. be welcome. Yeah, uh, and he's pretty but skilled. If he, yeah, yeah, but if he limits to any degree my best player, then I will not put him in. There are units that are there are moments where you don't close with Giddy because he's he, he doesn't have it yeah. shooting wise, and Giddy is a is a genius of a basketball player. I'm really afraid mm-hmm. of drafting a guy, and 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 again. Uh, with Walker, it's um, let's call it a 50 50. I'm taking Grady Dick just because I really, really value shooting among shooting and good enough defense, uh, more than other stuff. Yeah, but there, uh, one thing that I think we should go back for a second and talking about last night, there was all there is also a problem with this roster that I don't think that Chet will solve, which is rebounding. Mm-hmm. He will improve that. Um, so. If you're convinced that a guy like Jairus Walker can be a 40% three-point shooter, 35% three-point shooter, I don't care. I, I care more oh, about so the that volume. That's a big swing right there. That's that's a big. Old yeah, no, swing. sorry, no, no, no. I was thinking about a number. I just said the wrong number. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of um, like 35, 36% on five attempts, like a guy who really takes threes. Um, it's not a quick release, so it's not. He's got to like be really set up. Um, yeah, that that's. But he had, but he takes some jumpers. He takes jumpers. From, he from he likes to do a lot from of stuff. Table. Like he likes to. Yeah, I'm not conv- I'm the. F- I'm not convinced with his feel, though. You know, he looks a little bit. Yeah. A little clumsy doing some of it, so I'm not like fully convinced yeah. on him like, as like somebody that can like truly blossom. But I can see him being like a great role player, like a role player plus for them and they kind of need a guy similar to him but like and he's different than Jay Will but he's also kind of similar to Jay Will I don't know he's got a little bit more wiggle than Jay Will but not a whole lot more I don't know I I think I would rather pick Grady Dick as well yeah with this. but do we need to fix the rebound or the rebounding stuff yeah I mean the reason why they don't absolutely get destroyed night in night out is because they have guys at the guard position that can do it and like giddy is like a huge reason why 
you know, they don't get absolutely pummeled there. And Grady being the size that he is, I think helps. I don't know. I'm not as concerned about it. Yeah. But they, they have a huge problem there. It's not it's not a tiny one. Um they're also but, but the, so young. Which is like Yeah, and you and it's not one of those problems where you have to fix it immediately. Like yeah. you can see how Chet does. Uh, and then and then see. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Uh okay. Well, if you want to hear more of us talking about the draft, you can go to patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team and subscribe there. We talk about all these prospects in pretty good detail. You can also subscribe on Spotify if you just search OKC Dream Team. Um, so do that. Uh, the Thunder play the Kings again tomorrow. So we'll talk more about the Kings on Wednesday. Hopefully, Lou Dort will show up a little bit more. Uh, we'll also see about Shea. I think we'll have a little bit more information about how he's feeling. Uh, I don't ex- Again, I don't expect him to be out for an extended period of time. Um, but also, I'm not for sure. I know that he was like feeling it pretty good after that Utah game and kind of aggravated that in- injury. So, uh, we will see. But we will um, hope you guys have a great day. And we will talk to you guys again on... Wednesday.